Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 101. Casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke, and oh. back in the saddle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird because you were gonna. I was all used. I was all ready for my line, but you were gonna say Tony. I would have said. You should have said, I, "I'm Tony." Like, how are you leading that sentence with Tony? Sentence with Tony. We're gonna say Tony is here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, Something like that. It it's like Tons in the house. Something <laughs> like that. Um, okay. Well, we're back. A- Anthony is here. We're back, just like we said we'd be back. Yeah. So um, it's been five weeks. Has it really? Mm. An impromptu vacay. What caused it? So it was just a series of clashes. Like we, neither of us have been away for five weeks, but. There was one week that I was away at a conference and then came back late. And then there was another week where you were away and then I was away again. And then you were away. <laughs> and then, and we then ne- one more iteration of that. And then here we are. And very nearly, it was it was, it was like touch and go around whether we do today as well. It was, Until yeah. a few hours ago because I was struggling to get back from the largest city in New Zealand. You moved heaven and earth to get here today. I did, I really did. I went the extra mile rather than, uh, I, you know, absolutely did. Yeah, you did. Um, so it's been a while. So uh, your name is? Uh, Tony. And you're or, in the house. Is that in, what you wanted to make sure? I'm in the house. <laughs> um, uh, for new listeners, well done on missing the first hundred. Yeah, it's first time in triple figures, isn't it, this one? Yeah, it is. Because everyone knows, like, like, like the year 2000, that 2001 was actually the first year of the new millennium because there was no year zero. And that applies with podcast episodes too. Is that how that works? Oh, I'm playing with my volume. Oh. So to speak. Fiddle, fiddling there? Fiddling with that knob there. Fiddly D. I couldn't hear myself properly. Um, I've forgotten how this equipment works after all this it's time. It's been too long, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what's this podcast? I forgot. I started another one in the meantime and we're up to episode five. This is, this is, uh, I didn't really. <laughs> I was like, oh, the timing would suit exactly. <laughs> um, this is called, it's casual chat. That's what we call oh, yeah. this. Some bants. Yep, some banter. Some bants. Um, yeah, it used to be about mysteries and stuff and paranormal stuff and has still is, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it? What mysteries happened to you this five weeks? Um, well, we solved the mystery of the broken, uh, globe. Yeah. Broken knickknack just before. Have we? I, I do you've solved it. No, I have solved it. I've oh, solved new, it. new, just, um, just, this just in like new this information is, has yeah. come to hand. Yep. So, so give us the backstory. So uh, I guess I, I, I guess what we'll start with this is remember back on the show when we had Miho or Shibo or Shiho or whatever. Shiho, yeah, Japanese cleaner came Japanese on the show. Japanese cleaner that you called. Yeah, yeah. When um, she came on the show. Yeah, uh, got me thinking about a cleaner. <laughs> you hired a cleaner. So every Saturday morning, um, like I guess from like nine thirty till eleven thirty, I clean the house. Right. Right. And it's it's like it's like the worst thing about the weekend. Like your weekend's just underway, and you're straight away into cleaning the house. Okay. So dedicate like two two and a bit hours of cleaning the house. Right. I know the feeling. And I have been toying with the idea of getting a Japanese cleaner in. Why Japanese? Oh, well, just because that, that was the most convenient with the fly drop. <laughs> Uh, okay, but but, but uh, they're way too expensive. Sorry, sorry. I'm right. sure they're amazing. 
I'm sure they probably wouldn't break my stuff. Yeah. Um, so walked in the door after the cleaner had been today. First day. Fresh. Fresh. Yep. Fresh. Look, the house does look really good. Yep. Um, I understand you were getting it prepped for episode 101. Yep. A big 101 party. Um, yep. And my knickknack, my weird globe on a stick. It's was like broken. a pewter looking. Yeah. Pewter looking, probably not pewter. Globe on a stick. Snapped. Snapped, Snapped in two. In two. Just lying Snapped there. Snapped in twain. Yeah. Um, and so it was like this. It's like the first thing I saw, and like my eyes started to water. Like you know, they got. They, I was like, oh no, my, my nick. They could have done a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, but it's a nickname, man. <laughs> I love my nicknames. It's practically useless. So, you know, it was it was for a while. Yeah. So now you can look up all kinds of st- countries. You can't really do it on that land one. borders. Yeah, still can't really do that. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cycle back to it being practically useless. Okay. Um, and it'd be even even less useful when it was broken in two. Yeah. So It I, didn't even act as a globe at that no. point. It's like, this, this is sh- like shit. First impressions. Is, you've destroyed something precious of mine. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, long story short, I managed to fix it. It was relatively easy to fix. It just, it just kind of screwed back on, right? Yeah, just screwed back on. Um and then I just got a text message saying that um, the cleaner has apologised for breaking my property. Okay. She felt terrible about it. Yeah. Um, it turns out that uh, she did advise at the time, but the message was not passed to me through the intermediate, intermediary. Because okay. you were most outraged that yeah. no one said anything. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. Like, I get things break. And yeah. my oven's broken. And your oven's broken. And the oven's broken. From the cleaner? No. Okay. Still broken. Still outraged. <laughs> <laughs> now now we know that you've got almost no way of cooking potatoes yeah especially <laughs> <laughs> you've been using the barbecue oh yeah we we uh keep meaning to get the gas bottle filled but haven't done it yet oh man so we keep frying in the pan on the stove is there a cat around here is it a child or a cat i don't know what is that? I wonder if Louis found a cat outside. Let's pause for a moment and investigate. Yeah, you go and investigate. We're back. It's children. It's children. It's totally children. I can see them now. Um, I'm looking over their yard and they're all squawking. I ran downstairs and I expected him to be like in, you know, when cats, like, they like roll in a wee ball just fighting and attacking <laughs> the other one, like something like that, like an inseparable wee fur ball. Like a, one of those um, clouds, but with like paws sticking out and like on the cartoons yeah i think like tasmanian deal like, yeah, yeah, yeah. spin around like that but with animals inside fighting um turns out it's fine it's okay, just good. children <laughs> annoying children <laughs> um so over the past so last episode five weeks ago we said read the intro in chapter one of um bob lazar's book uh dreamland and Dream, autobiography dreamland and autobiography mm-hmm. and um then we quickly decided that or realized that we were going to have a five week break so uh we read the whole thing yeah and we uh i mean how committed were you to getting through this book how committed was i yeah i read it many nights until i literally fell asleep with it in my hands trying to get through it so that i would be all the way through it so that i'll be up to date with you who had read it a lot easier i guess you don't have kids or something yeah well, um. well sounds like i do <laughs> um yeah so 
I finished it last night at eight o'clock, uh, oh, so and it took fresh. me took me almost twenty four hours to read the final two minutes because I just couldn't grab in a spare two minutes. <laughs> it was ridiculous, <laughs> um, but yeah, finished. Mission accomplished. So we um, we got so long ago. I can't remember. Um, we talked about it. We introduced Lit's book club. Yeah, you you seem to really want to shoehorn that as in as a segment. Yes, and um, <laughs> we read how to run a book club. Yeah, we read some Amazon reviews. Yes, we did. That was important to the book club. And um, we've now read a book. We have first 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 book ever. First Lit's first, book. First. First ever time a book's been read on this podcast. Is it? Uh, probably. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't read it on the podcast. I feel like there was another time. I don't think we ever had another. Been yeah, another it was Secret book. Machines. We talked about Secret Machines. Oh, we did. We did. Sorry, that's a lie. Was that two issues we did, or did we just have one uh, at that stage? We, I think we, the first one we read, we'd read previously. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, pre, pre-potty. Okay, we're rambling. Let's time it up. So, yeah, well, that was, I think that's a rule of the um, book club from... No. throw back to the episode no, no rambling. rambling wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up how do we want to approach this <laughs> you're the one that made the rules for the book well, club. i don't remember the fucking rules it's been five <laughs> weeks uh, i think everyone has this say so do we want to just talk about what bob lazar is for those who don't know what bob lazar is <laughs> yeah i think that's quite right i'm gonna guess a man a man is that what he is he is a man correct excellent correct. and what sets this man apart from other men this man claims to have worked on reverse engineering the propulsion system on a captured alien spacecraft, a flying saucer, so to speak, at a secret government facility in Nevada, Area 51, specifically at a part of it called S4. This is a really good sum- summation. Uh, not bad. I've been, I've been not new to this. So uh, the Bob Lazar story is that he was kind of hired there, kind of not hired there, worked there for a bit, and then uh, when he was um, getting fed up with not being contacted to come back anymore, he went to the media and told them everything he knew. Yes. So So. he he whistle blew. Yeah. He's a whistleblower. He's a whistleblower. Yeah. First whistleblower we've had on? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) 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 Today how close we've had it on, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um what do you think the odds are of getting bob lazar on this show pretty good actually he wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't pay for it i think He's, i'll leave i'll leave it with you okay i'll leave that with you i'm pretty good at getting people on the show go on then <laughs> who did you have the japanese cleaner yeah <laughs> who inspired another cleaner to break your stuff <laughs> anyway <laughs> tighten it up this isn't tighten just any up. old lits this is the book club lits, lits book club tighten it up tighten it up Stop getting sidetracked. it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, with um the, the the book, the book sort of takes place. Um, it's it's a explanation of his of his time in so being recruited for and um, working in an area fifty one at S four, and then not re- and then like not really much after that and beyond that it's um it's, 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 it's the time frame that it's said is, is is quite is quite tight um it does go a little bit into bob lazar's childhood so he was adopted and mm-hmm. his adopted parents um encouraged his interest in science which sort of turned into explosions and other scary stuff yeah jet engines being installed in cars yes um things like that yeah naturally inquisitive mind 
Um, and from there, I mean, is, is Lit's book club where we just kind of step through what happened? Or? I, guess, I guess we're stepping through what's happened in an abridged fashion. But okay. the so it's just spoilers. Just spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. End of the day, um, it's, it's a review. It's a review. It's, it's a, review. a review. It's a story. So he, they go through his time at Los Alamos, and then talks about his being recruited into um, Area Fifty One yep. and um, seeing some funny stuff in, in there. Um, yep. Which, yeah, he's giving a briefing and told uh, that it's come from uh, the Zeta Reticuli star system. Mm-hmm. They don't explain how it was captured, what it's made of. Everything's extremely compartmentalized. That they are, he's working on the propulsion system with Barry. Yeah, one other person. One other person. And they can't. You can't talk. You, know, you, sit, at, you sit at lunch in the... Um, cafeteria and you can't talk to the people at your other table the other tables you just yep. talk in your group that's all you can do and your group is two people and you have one supervisor i guess who you can say uh we need to know more about such and such can you tell us anything or can we see this or that because it yep. might answer a question for us then they have to go away you go home you wait for a phone call and they might say you're coming in and then you get there and he says we've sorted this for you yes which happened with a, a, a demonstration of the craft um, that wanted to know a bit more. They showed them the craft. They got about two minutes. And it's like, right, back inside. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. Yeah. So the book um, uh, is quite kind of granular in the way it explains those processes. So uh, some of that induction into the um, into the facility, some of the uh you know clearances and the background checks and you know the fact that he has to just go home wait for the phone to ring um he gets a phone call that's always generic saying be at this place at this time and then you end up flying into area 51 so he's living in las vegas and just gets the call and you report to the airport and you fly on the janet flight those um super secret 737s that fly out of las vegas and yeah take you to the desert and away you go. That's it. Yeah, it like things like I think sort of that sort of surprised me about the, the book is like I I didn't realize his time at Area Fifty One was so brief. It really felt brief, but I was I was torn as to whether it was brief or that just came across as brief in the book. He never even got the, his uh, security clearance through. Yeah, like, that didn't even come through. Yeah, um, and like that's it's a question I have around the fact that he's been given to, asked to work on this stuff and. You know, essentially he's been told everything, but they haven't actually completed the security clearance work. Mm. Um, or whether there was something else too, because it comes out later on that his wife is having an affair with another man and they knew about this. And yeah. that was potentially one reason why the security clearance was held up because of that's right that situation at home and Harry might react when if he found out and yeah. um, whether that could be... something. So whether there was something there that I was comfortable with him from a perspective that he his background was clear but there was something in his life that um yeah was a bit a bit challenging mm. um so it follows us right through from uh you know first touching base and applying it at uh labs into you know getting some kind of induction into working at area 51 um working there for a bit and then there's a, a really large section talking about uh his frustrations of not being contacted again so these phone calls would just kind of come out of the blue and it started to get to the point where he had just seen the craft in the sky um the experimental aircraft take off and and then land again and from that point it sort of turned into rather than days of um, no contact it would turn into weeks um, which went on and on until 
um, he's I think in his own kind of description he wasn't in the right headspace to deal with it and he started kind of widening out how many people he told about what he was doing yes and then uh, eventually they <clears throat> they uh, went out to look at uh, the craft on what they knew to be the right nights based on him knowing where the flight schedules well, when the flights were scheduled to look at these experimental yeah, craft. Yeah, the high performance tests that they called. Yeah. So he kept like, and again, it's maybe hard to judge exactly how brief his, his tenure was there, but initially he didn't say anything and he abided by all the security rules and didn't say anything. But when, um, I guess it all went quiet on him, he rebelled in a way and yeah, and decided to tell people. Yeah. What, are you, what was your thoughts on that? I um it was it was it's interesting like that I like I think if I was in his position I wouldn't say anything even though I'd love to say something yeah um but it, it sort of seems odd that you you know he, whether he sort of you know felt like he, he was you know was he trying to get back at them for yeah, cutting that, cutting him out or that was not the thing for me as well not not great I mean if you were doing like an employment engagement survey. <laughs> and Bobby was having his crack. You know, he, there would be a bit of a, um, a bit of a lull there with the score. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't be too happy with the uh, performance feedback, <laughs> the one-on-one opportunities to discuss your performance and development with your boss. Like, it yep. didn't really sound like it was much, <laughs> much, of, much of that. Um, but just an unusual um, position for them to take because, and there's, there's another time when he goes to meet up with them after he's um, blowing all these things, and they ask him to come to this casino to meet or they choose to meet and the guy just completely blanks him he shows up him. he's there on time just refuses to acknowledge his existence yeah. walks out and it's the last he ever sees of him yeah yeah some strange stuff that goes on there yeah there's some sort of yeah unusual so in, in almost like because they behaved in such a way i guess such a dehumanized way that um that maybe led that led him to say mm. all right well stuff you guys i'm 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 going, to, I'm going to spill I'm going to spill the beans on this one. Yeah. The one thing, of course, we have to bear in mind is we're getting it from his point of view. Of course. So of course. it might be that if we read the other side of the story that everything was valid and uh, Bob Lazar just acted like a spoiled little brat. Which he could have been. And he does sound a bit like that at times. He does sound a bit whingy at times with yeah. certain things. Well, he even talks at the start about how if somebody ever in a lab, um, you know, prior to working at Area 51, um, had that name tag on with their position and you know had that um that air about them that they were superior Mm. he would um go out of his way to mock them yes it's like there's some weird stuff in there where in a couple of uh, like that would be a warning sign the sort of person you wouldn't want to come in and bring into you know anything authoritarian or yeah and a couple of sort of silly pranks and things that get pulled um like the radioactive material bags that go flying over the over los alamos when they were um, yeah, they had a helium that. tank that he filled up ra- um, radioactive material bags with helium and just let it go. Yeah, and a whole bunch of the city thought that there was something radioactive Which floating around. Sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. So there's, there's elements there where he does seem um, like he he could do with maybe a bit of a um, bit of a reality check with how the world works. One thing, I don't know whether it comes from you know whether it's a, it's a feeling of when you you know. Uh, you're more intelligent than other people that you sort of uh, mm. think you're better than the I don't know he doesn't really come across as don't that, slag he, him off if you're about to try and get him on the show <laughs> like you're not doing yourself any favours I called him intelligent didn't I <laughs> um, um, 
So yeah, there's a couple of things like that, which as you say, it doesn't seem like, um, okay, you're doing a security check for background, but maybe get like a reference check. Doesn't look at that. <laughs> like ask for a referee or two. Yeah, even look into his file. Maybe the um, the radioactive material bags made it into a file somewhere. It'd be a kind of red flag for me if I was, if I was hiring someone to work on uh, back engineering alien technology. Yeah. Um, oh, finally I did. <laughs> uh, and did you, did it ever... Did it kind of uh, dispel your belief or... Um, reinforced it? Yeah, reinforced, reinforced it. it for me. You think it's all true? I think it's legit. Yeah. Yeah, I do. The thing that struck me is how uh, granular it went. Like, it was a... Bob Lazar was describing things in perfect detail. Yes. Things were mentioned that can't be fabricated yeah in a way the story's been consistent hasn't it and that was the other thing is anytime you've ever heard him talk it's the same stuff there was nothing where you say oh but you you said this before and now you're saying that there's there was none of those inconsistencies it was still the same story and still and just kind of told down to a more granular level and you would think that if you were going to make this up you'd probably make it a bit more interesting like you would have gone for a ride you would have seen an alien body you know there's yeah. things like this where it's like they're throwing golf balls at this emitter thing and it's bouncing off the ceiling and yeah. creating dust to flake down like yeah. i mean it's cool but like it's 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 not really like really like headline grabbing stuff yeah it's not i went for a joy ride around the las vegas strip and that thing yeah so it's sort of like i'm sitting in a, in a small room with no natural light uh, <laughs> in a weird little building and um i got to see the craft fly once um at the facility and yeah. yeah i touched it and i got yelled at for touching it i got to go inside it once but that was it it was only about two minutes yeah yeah so, so stuff like that that um mm. yeah that when you um when you hear about it that way it just sort of gives you the fact that it feels like he's not exaggerating events it's quite quite a uh it's, i mean it's it's a fascinating tale don't don't get me wrong but it could be if you were trying to make something up if you were writing the movie of this or something which apparently there have been offers for yeah you mentioned it and yeah that hasn't happened and taken it out mm-hmm. then um you know you would add a lot more drama into this and that actually this is a true story head correct uh one of the uh things we well i think we should bring into the lit's book club um should be a mainstay is reviews let's look at some amazon reviews for good it. good i um actually I, had, I was looking at some of these earlier on today actually oh yeah have you got them uh, there or yeah i got a, i've got a i've got a couple um <clears throat> yeah this is um what would you rate it out of five I, look i like the story um things i things i don't really like about it that much is that um like it does drag a little bit at times around some stuff that i don't really want to know about his photo developing business and things like that like i, I get he's telling the story but that's the thing drags like i'd rather there be more focus on that but i don't know we're just padding to fill the book out because his time there was relatively short mm-hmm. i would have liked to hear a bit more about the outcome of what happened after he went and spilled the beans i don't know whether there's going to be a is intention to be a follow-up later in life mm. journal I don't, I don't want to hear what he's doing now like that's not so much but it's more like i was quite interested to hear the response that you hear and this is if you've watched the documentary um the dreamland documentary that came out uh, earlier on in the year there was um 
stories around him being him being shot at, house being broken into or raided yeah. or something. Yeah, um, that's right. Sort of so there's a few of those stories um, there. People following him, um, his car being left with the doors wide open outside the uh, at the strip mall or something he was at. Yeah. Um, like it would have been like that's interesting and i would have liked to maybe hear like sort of afterwards if there was more like i know they said he, they stopped following him but maybe more about i don't know maybe how they do like the idea of where his past was deleted like yeah so there's a few things um like one thing i did see on this um review here on one of the sites is they have his paycheck so the united states naval department yeah well, the united states department of naval intelligence sorry uh robert s lazar 1029 james lovell uh whatever it was road drive yep there. but that's you know, that's where he did live which is quite fitting yep 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 um yeah 958 dollars and 11 cents just like it said in the book yep just like it said in the book and um, for me the and you still got it the so. interesting thing with this book is that i don't know whether it was on purpose or whether it was by accident but it was structured so perfectly for what he was feeling as well yes so the start of it you get all this kind of um here's what's going on at area 51 and then before you know it those chapters are over it's taken away from you and you're pissed off because you want more yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. you, what happened you, with you're him. left wanting more you are hungry for more deets yeah so that's exactly what happened to him and the reason why he you know got frustrated and started doing doing things he didn't want to so for me that was kind of like really perfectly structured and that that was the same frustration he's having is you've only you only feel like when you read this book you're touching the tip of the iceberg of that area 51 experience but that's exactly what he's doing and then um the the frustration is the the lack of progress or the facelessness of um the all of the government stuff and so that's why I think it's really well told where it's from his point of view mm. where you don't hear or you don't know why those people rolled up and shot his tires out or um you know it's from his point of view it's the only way he can write it so i don't know whether it's on purpose or if it's a coincidence but it gives you the same sense of i don't know who those people were all i'm dealing with is that kind of yeah. the impact that you know it has to me what specifically their intentions are what yeah. the game is that they're playing um by, by doing things mm. like that intimidation thing or the or the stalking or like at one point the decide he gets typical of him as you can sort of see his uh getting a bit worked up over this as he um calls the police on the people who are sitting outside and stalking him yeah yeah <laughs> And that, and like that doesn't go down particularly well either. Like yeah. they don't they don't realistically <laughs> take too kind to that. But the cop turns up. Yeah, he talks to them. He drives off, and there's no more follow up. That doesn't he doesn't hear from the cops what happened. But yeah, it, it it's d- like an unsettling thing. Yeah, it doesn't stop them from. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't stop the um, people from following him, and they just increase it. And that after that, they open his doors and leave his car. He locks his car, and they go and open it up just to mess with them. I think mm-hmm. it's odd. There's very unusual behaviour um at times from the, the government and also from lazar well that's the thing is again it's from his point of view so was there logical reasons to do it from the government point of view do they know that when they leave the car doors open uh, a certain human body reaction is going to be x y or z or when we go to meet in a casino and i say nothing to you you're going to show yourself and by showing yourself it means that you're now you've now revealed yourself to everyone who's here with me mm. and um anyone you then speak to in that casino we now know is in with you yes like there's a there could be another side to that story where 
everything that's happened from that government perspective is logical and reasonable yeah and it's probably but, and it might be a pattern of behavior that's happened before to other people yeah and who have done similar things yeah so Not i found that many it of them have, but. i found it fascinating and it was frustrating in all the right places for me i was left wanting to see more of the area 51 stuff um but you kind of get a, a better picture of it when you you know you listen to the podcasts with joe rogan where he's on those episodes and you watch the documentary about him and you start doing the youtube searches and find the original footage from when he was on the news um you know whistleblowing so um there is a bit of the picture that's not there in the book but it certainly opens the door to the rest of it as, as you get towards the end of the book he's, he's not saying like he sort of said, reflecting it and saying if i had my time again i wouldn't have done it yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have come out. And yeah. said it. Yeah, and I guess you know you've got the passage of time, all the stuff, all the issue and frustration that's caused the people around him whose lives have been affected and impacted by this, mm. um, and having your own life, like you know, he sort of says, "Shit, okay, well, they can make my money disappear. They can make my background disappear." Like as we spoke about when we've previously spoken about Lazard, like there he doesn't, he has no birth certificate. He's got no education. He's got no employment history. Yeah, even though quite clearly there's been a number of things where. Like, I think uh, when he first speaks to George Knapp, the Las Vegas journalist that interviewed him for the story, so he's like, George's Knapp is like, right, I need, we need to see you, we need to sort of see some proof, so um, he takes George to Los Alamos and just walks around the laboratory and shows him things, and like, he clearly has worked there and knows his thing, and then, of course, they, the government deleted his um, records, or whoever the um, whoever is behind this deleted his records, and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they were able to find later on a um, a phone number for him at Los Alamos and a story on the Los Alamos paper of his, him and his <laughs> rocket car. So he clearly worked there. Um, yeah. And then you've got this okay, this this paycheck that's showing here could be a, a fraud, but um, it looks legitimate and sort of again shows that the things that he said he did um, that can be uh, that, that, that I guess the, the government have have hidden um, or whoever is hidden there is evidence that he did these things like the person did his background check he quoted the name and the person said at least later on come out and said yep i did this i actually did his background check um acknowledged remembering doing a background check i mean obviously not knowing exactly what the work was but hey we did the background check and this was the guy's name and i remember this guy yeah so there's there's enough there that it starts to to add up mm-hmm. and um yeah i think that probably the biggest thing for me that helps me feel confident that the story is true um is that it's not embellished in any way and it feels like if you're running a government program, that's maybe how you would run it. I'm not saying yep. it's the best way to do it, but it seems very regimented, typical. Tied red, up in red, paperwork yeah, and process. Yeah, red tape and everything that yep. you would have with any sort of that government stuff. Like, and anyone who's done work with government or other things like that know that it's a very, sometimes it's a very inefficient and ineffective practices get used because of the, the red tape and hurdles and, and stuff that exist with any sort of that government work. So it, it seems really legitimate. Yep. Um, reviews. I'd agree. You got a review? Um, I got some reviews. Is there any that stood out to you? I mean, I'm all. I'm only seeing five stars. Um, there's thirty customer reviews and thirty four ratings. Do you leave? Do you ever leave reviews? Uh, I can't be able to writing them. <laughs> no, neither can <laughs> Just I. Too much effort. But can you leave ratings? Um, without a review, I don't, I don't know. know. So. This, this is one I found. What, what page am I on? Um, I'm on Goodreads.com. Great. Uh, so it has a 3.88 on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Um, so one here. It says so this is. What is it? That can't be the guy's name. What? 
the profile name of this guy. Is it the same as your name or something? No, it's um, <laughs> it just seems like it's a bit lengthy for a name. There's included a um, picture of the spacecraft. It's quite interesting. Huh. Um, the the reviewer is owl's eyes inside Notre Dame. It's so strange. A fifteen hour blaze and thirty minutes wait to call the fireman and. Okay. That's the. Review. Someone's been on the pots. Um, I got a three star poor read not fun to read and enjoy cannot tell if this guy's telling the truth this guy the one here of this weird long one a couple paragraphs here it says he's a physicist who worked Los Alamos as we said uh, but also in a site in Area 51 called S4 in that site he had the chance of working making experiments it's a weird way to say it mm-hmm. do you make experiments is that correct English do you do experiments conduct experiments conduct experiments yeah, yeah. Conducting experiments rather than making experiments with an alien <laughs> spacecraft whose composition he still doesn't know if it was metal or ceramics. So yes, it's like like it's like a Ken doll, all smooth down there. Mm-hmm. That was very much how they described it. Uh, inside the ship, there was space for little creatures, but not quite for humans, and hardly any instrumentation of Earth-like nature. And if you have read Secret Machines, there is no instrumentation because you control it with your mind. Yep. On the outside, you could not really touch the craft as there was a field anti-gravity surrounding it. So that's not right. That's wrong. Like, the emitters were, when you tried to, was was something they were talking about where that sort of effect is demonstrated, where things would bounce off with your field of the emitters, like bringing two magnets together. Mm -hmm. But you could touch the craft, though. Yep. That's why. Um, but he, uh, he said he saw a total of nine ships, which he did. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other one. It's sort of not really clear how we, how we, well, they, the US government acquired them. Um, as he broke the accord of telling none about the nature of his work, he was expelled from the site, and those above him took care of damaging Bob Lazar's life in several ways. Amazing story. <laughs> it kind of ends that way. Great. I've got... Um... Uh, because, because this guy's title is so long, I can't even see what he's rated it, because it cuts it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, a person who's left a very, very long um, review, given it five stars, but come up with their own steps for figuring out how the craft works. Oh, okay. So The, the aim of the experiment so is reverse, to create... <laughs> they reverse engineered his own reverse engineering in a... Uh... The aim of the experiment is to create a type of fusion reactor. Instead of harnessing the power of a star, it would harness the power of a microscopic or tiny black hole. To do this, one might have to take the following steps. 1. First build a small, perfect fusion reactor, possibly high beta. Currently Lockheed Martin and the US Navy are working on this. Search Google or any other search engine for Lockheed Martin high beta fusion reactor. It's on their official website. Also, search for this article. Scientists behind the Navy's UFO patents has now filed one for a compact fusion reactor. Two, at the same time, learn to develop a microscopic or tiny black hole. Next, analyze its gravitational and energetic properties. CERN is starting that. Search for CERN extra dimensions, gravitons, and tiny black holes. (laughs) Three, once the microscopic and tiny black holes are created, we might be able to recreate the experiment on a much smaller device. This would theoretically be particle accelerator that's a thousand times smaller than larger particle accelerators. <laughs> Search for the article, mini antimatter accelerator could rival the likes of the Large Hadron Collider. Using Four, using engineering knowledge created from the fusion reactor and antimatter particle accelerator create a new hybrid device. Oh, 
Oh, I'm yeah, getting a hybrid. You're getting a hybrid. I'm getting a hybrid device. Nice, you are. I'm going car shopping for a new hybrid device. device. Yeah, you they should into were- that when you go into the car yard. Hey, I'm looking for a hybrid device <laughs> uh, that works like a fusion reactor, but instead creates a tiny antimatter black hole. This tiny antimatter black hole would be contained by very, uh, very powerful diamagnetic field or something to that effect. Uh, that's the end of the instructions and. Uh, clearly this guy's a nut job <laughs> uh, final thoughts please keep in mind that with his recent autobiography plus years of descriptions by Bob Lazar actually leads to this sort of experiment based on what he saw and described when he peeked inside the reactor other than those tantalizing questions I really enjoyed the book and would highly recommend it user me rated it one star and says Bob Lazar is a fraud <laughs> It's great that they like to come up with that. You surely are going in preconceived, but to have left a review, you probably had to buy it. <laughs> so that person's just paid, you know, twelve bucks or whatever, just so that they can just to uh, rip on Lazar. Yeah. Um. Anything else to add to Lit's book club before we move on? I would say um, so. My recommendation is if you haven't read it, get the book, read it. Um, it's, it's not a huge read no it's not even though it took us five weeks um, <laughs> well me <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like there, there are things like there's lots of conversations that uh, Bob Lazar is quoting in it and it annoys me a little bit because there's no way he remembers the exact nature and true nature of every conversation he has and I'm like does it really need to have those conversations in there because I know they're not the accurate conversations yeah um, because I don't remember a conversation I had three weeks ago, let alone, you know, from 1989. Um, so uh, we recorded one five weeks ago. You could, you could listen to that. Don't remember about. <laughs> because I can't remember the book club instructions. So. <laughs> I guess he's a scientist and I'm just a, a nimrod. But okay. um, anyway, the, um, that, that, little bit, that annoys me just a little bit, maybe. Okay. Like when so you're not going to give it a full five star then? No, it's just sometimes where, you know, you've got... Um, Bob and the other characters in the book, and they're talking and joking and, and cracking jokes and, and cracking each other. And then up. Bob said this and cracked her up, and they pissed themselves laughing and rolling on the ground. And then they're like, "We should start a bar and bistro and call it an elusive moose." Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, that idea it will happen in the future from the Litz Boys. <laughs> so, um, so how many? How many out of fifty-one areas? How many would you give it? Uh, I'd give it probably 44. 44 out of 51 areas? 44 out of 51 areas. I like, I like the tale. Some of the dialogue that's clearly made up, uh, particularly when Bob's making making funnies. He's <laughs> cracking the funnies. <laughs> annoys me a little bit. Um, and I would have liked to know a little bit more about the aftermath and maybe you know what happened and to his own sort of um, credentials and things like that and maybe how that's affected him too. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I want to see him suffer, but um, it's just it's interesting that if you know it, it's almost like the government by doing this and covering this up, if it is true, you know, if it is true, like it almost seems like it's a sillier thing to lie and, and and hide his credentials because when it starts coming out that it's they quite clearly have covered it up when there's evidence out there, mm-hmm. um, it looks more suspicious yeah, now yeah. they yeah. clearly have hidden it and like something as simple as getting rid of your birth certificate like not being able to have that anymore like it's like just someone you know just sort of select all and just deleted everything <laughs> about them yeah so yeah um maybe a little bit more on that um when his wife cheated on him it was really kind of sad <laughs> i didn't really like that that much it kind of made me feel a bit shit for him 
Is that where it lost most of the remaining areas to you? Yeah. Out of those 51 areas? I mean, it still, it sucks for him. And, um, yeah, it's just like a little bit like he's like got no job. He's he's come out and made this story and everyone hates him. <laughs> and he's yeah. going to lie. He's literally having people track him down yeah. to kill him. But like he works out okay. Like he's he he, he, he you know he, he he makes something of himself. So mm-hmm. that, that 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 is good. But yeah, I guess it's something. You know, if, if he he's as he said and as I, as I quoted him earlier that he had some again he wouldn't have done it. But um, I'm glad he did, even if he had to suffer from it. Let me ask you one last controversial question before we move on. Ghostwriter. Do you think it was actually him that wrote the book? Ghost Rider. I hated that movie. Ghost Rider. Yeah. That's literally the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage, Ghost Rider. Oh, Nick Cage. The second worst, I think, is National Treasure. Also, Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and but but had they done a Nicholas Cage Superman, where he had been Superman, oh. that would have been the very very worst. <laughs> but thankfully, it doesn't exist. Yeah. As much as he loves Superman, he's not cut out to play that role. Yeah. Um. Do you think Bob Lazar wrote the book? I think that Bob sat next to somebody. Told them stories. And they put things together. But also that person wasn't a real expert either because you just you just tell how certain elements have been put together that it does sound a bit clunky in parts. Yeah. So, yeah. <gasps> there was one thing I was going to say. There are more typos in this book than I've ever seen in a Kindle book. Lots of typos, though I have known, um, I haven't read any of the Bridget Jones's series, right? They're not my cup of tea. <laughs> but my significant other... Is it the next Litz book? My significant other, who does like that sort of nonsense, yeah. uh, has, when he's reading it, is clearly just ton- he shows me tons and tons and tons and tons of typos. So it's not as bad as those Bridget Jones series, which are horrendous. <laughs> it's got that going were, for it. There were lots of typos. So someone probably could have you know cast another eye over it. I don't know whether they were rushing to get it out or something, but it's not even that long, so it wouldn't have been that hard to get it right. Do you know um, one thing that I heard Google does is, you know when you go to a website and there's one of those captures and it's um, a two-parter where you've got, you know, into the figure... The, the letters into the box and they're kind of you know wavy and you know hard to decipher you enter them in but then sometimes there's ones that are a photo of a word like you can see it's like scanned or printed Mm -hmm. that one there is them having you translate a word for them right okay so uh if you get that wrong it doesn't register as anything you can still go into the website you're trying to get to that's how they do it is um essentially crowdsourcing translation of you know documents <laughs> in the same way that sometimes it's like a number from a letterbox it's for their street view application so that they yep. can say oh this is number 70 or whatever it's all user-driven stuff so it might be that people are just writing whatever the hell they want in that second box and now we're seeing it <laughs> appearing into this thing so yeah anyway um I thought I'd lighten the mood. Are you happy to leave Lit's book club in the dust there? Yeah, I think we there's 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 another book we've been talking about, which is I got, um, I got my first on Mike's knees coming up. Oh, what, we, what are we carry doing? Carry on. It's there's another book now. we're looking at doing is um, <laughs> it's a book called Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill story. Yep. Um, so Betty and Barney Hill was a famous early uh, alien abduction story, and um, there's a book 
called Captured, written by Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin. So Stanton Friedman has uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this year, but he's a um, pretty famous ufologist, nuclear physicist, and he actually completely disbelieves um, Bob Lazar's story, by the way. Really? Mm. Interesting. He thinks he's a fraud, just like another reviewer did. Um, right. Though, I know, and George Knapp talks about that in, in um, the beginning of that um, book. Yeah. About how Stan, even you know, I think maybe he just got off on the wrong foot and never really believed him. But um, there's 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 this book. So Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin. So Kathleen Martin is um, Betty Hill's niece, I think. Yep. So they were they're off the Flintstones, eh? Yep. Correct. Correct. Yep. Betty and Barney. So they um wrote this book, and uh, yeah, it looks really really interesting. Um, sort of another case of credible witnesses with um evidence this time as well, like the physical evidence of the to like damage to clothing, mm. vehicle, other things like that. So yeah, um, I'll read that over the you summer, wanna... and we can we can bust that out maybe in the. Should we um track each other's progress, and we'll come back and maybe pick up the odd uh book club segment segment as we go through i think so yeah it'll be a recurring feature cool all right so in the mood to lighten the mood i've uh found a online paranormal quiz oh yay uh love quizzes which paranormal power do you have okay okay um so do you want the punishing blurb at the start that is always cringy and just tries to make you click buttons uh let's hear it i'll start it you cut me off if you're okay if i completely lose interest in it and the way someone's written this is i can hear the tone in their voice is like overly jovial they think they're funny and matey are you ready to join the x-men avengers or even the justice league well, you may even want to become a villain when you discover the paranormal power you possess. <laughs> it's just the alliteration. Paranormal means things that exist beyond what is normally expected and or accepted. <laughs> and it's quite true that some of us do, in fact, have these abilities. Okay, that's enough. I'm hoping you, I was hoping you'd get in there. <laughs> that is cringy. Question one. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I've got options here and you might think that there's only two options there like yes or no <laughs> like introvert or extrovert well, like yes or no yes, but there's all that actually wouldn't work if it was yes or no so there's introvert extrovert a little of both or why does it matter but before you go on there's a button here that says hint like you don't know how to answer so i don't know what let me try a hint if you say yeah, hint. oh receive a hint after watching this short video from our sponsors okay let's not do that odoring's garden centers that's oddly specific bought some climbing plants from odoring's recently you get a baby house plant for 4.99 nah, i don't want that 30 percent off dahlias in five colors oh, i don't know what dahlia is hint you could get this if you pick what uh it's basically telling telling me what power you'll have based on which one you'll choose so i'm oh, not gonna yeah, read them out that. for you. that's terrible why, why would you do that because uh, you what, wanted a hint yeah you want to video remember 49 house plants i drink okay. okay okay when does that end by the way uh, i'm not clicking it again <laughs> <laughs> i would say if it's on there now it's current so go today I want to say a little bit of both then for the answer. A little bit of both? Yeah, I can be quite extroverted, but then I can also be at times where I just want to be you know, by myself and sort of retreat into my own uh, ownness. What are you afraid of? And you get to pick one of the following. Fish. It's fish. I hate fish. 
<laughs> Confined spaces, death, heights, or snakes? Probably confined spaces, I'd say. More than snakes? I don't mind snakes. If I had a snake here, you would be okay with it? Yeah, rather than like being like in a small space. How confined is confined? Well, like leg, like like by that, the, like the health and safety definition of working confined space is like it's like working in. Oh yeah, you got to have extra paperwork, don't you? Mm. It's a sort of thing like a story I heard about this guy who was working, uh, was an engineer working in an aircraft, and um, they left him inside the fuel tank when he was in there. Okay, and he was stuck in there. He didn't. He was okay, but like, it, like, like it's hard any room. Like in there. stuff that is what you said. I was like, I do not like that. Like the clothes on, it's dark, <laughs> it's tiny, and there's nowhere to get out. I was like, okay, I hate that. Oh my god, I'm freaking out thinking yeah, I know. of it. That's all I had. It's clearly that. Whereas if there's a snake lying there, I'd be like, oh, might just stand away from that. Oh, I'm freaking out thinking of that. Yep. I I found out by accident that I hate snakes. I thought I was fine with snakes. And then I was in Melbourne and we walked into a pet store and we're walking through and um and I saw a snake and ducked grabbed the wall and like tried to jump out of the way before realizing it was not moving it's in a coil and it's inside a tank so that's how i found out i hate snakes wow. yeah i think you hate snake more than i hate fish <laughs> well like the idea of a fish in a tank is okay when it's, when it's there like I, I know where it is i know it can't come get me yeah but like if i if like someone like if i turned around and someone was like holding a fish like right and then i had to look at it i would <laughs> i would just probably pass out i'm gonna bring you a gift next week it's not unrelated to what we've been talking about <laughs> Um, so, so you're more scared of confined spaces than death. Death doesn't bother me. Okay. You just like you die and you just rot on the ground. Like, okay. Well, actually, I want to. I want um, to be uh, cremated and then snorted. Cremated and then sprinkled in an alpine area. That'd be pretty. Would you say that you're emotional? I rarely am. I can be. Yes or no. What? What's that last one? Would you say that you are emotional? Yes or no? The two different options. Yes. Pause. No. I rarely am. Rarely, as in not often. Or I can be. I can be. I, I knew you'd. I was going to do that anyway. I know you. You get really passionate when cleaners break your glow. I do. Do you know what's weird about you? Do you know about the thing being scared of? Lots of people think I'm scared of birds. Are you not? No. Not at all. Not at all. But you do get shat on. <laughs> Maybe that's why people My think. My memories of you like, in high school are being shat on. Because I get shat on frequently. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of, like, a bird buzzing past my head. Like, I quite, you know, birds are fine. Yeah. But people are like, I'm, like, it's like, it's fish. It's fish I don't like. But then, again, I do get shat on a lot. So maybe that's what's bred there. <laughs> One of the funniest moments, and it still makes me laugh, is... <laughs> this is a day, it was supposed to be a day of celebration. <laughs> I can't even say it. It still cracks me up. What, like 20 years later? <laughs> we were at school and uh, we had... It was formal Friday, right? Yeah. So we had a thing that our, our group of friends did where on a Friday, because we were allowed to wear mufti uh, in the you know year level that yeah, we were at. No uniform at year 13 or 7th form. Yeah, so on a, on a Friday we'd wear suits and yeah, just take to, briefcases or yeah, things to, like that. You know, mess with the establishment. It's the opposite of what you do on a Friday. <laughs> Exactly. It's casual Friday normally, but and I, I, it might have changed in my memory over time, but in my head, I was walking home, and you were kind of halfway to my house, so I was walking you home essentially, and then would carry on, and the words came out of your mouth. 
I've had such a good day today. <laughs> and it was as if as if it was just perfect timing that as you finished saying it, a bird shat on you. <laughs> I can't even tell the story. As you finished telling me what a good day <laughs> what a good day you were having and you were wearing a nice suit. Yeah. A bird shat on you. <laughs> And the look on your face, the look on your face was just, <laughs> just helpless, dejected. <laughs> it's uh, this rain of shit from the sky, eh? There's it just it, nothing you can a, do about it. It's, like a, it's, it's happened. such an indignant thing when it happens, when you get shat on. Is there any other creature on the planet who's allowed to just shit on <laughs> on other creatures and, like, scot-free? It's just like, without mercy, just, <laughs> it was without discrimination. This though, guy's had like, a really good day, I've heard it. Shit. So I'm just flying a lot, but the thing that confuses me about birds <laughs> shitting is that when you poo, <laughs> yes. you aren't normally running around or walking or something you're normally stationary right oh, yeah, like yeah. most animals most like creatures this is the well no cows cows wander around wander along and they're just pooing yeah so at indi- times it's pretty indignant though for the for the uh, for the creatures yeah i totally they agree just stay stationary I'm not stay still. <laughs> but weird to be cruising through the air and then just to, to void your bowels with no consideration for where it ends up We've got to change the subject. Anyway. Otherwise, I'll never be able to finish my drink. <laughs> um, this one's got shades of Captain Planet. Which element are you drawn to? Earth or fire? Air or water? Heart. Heart. <laughs> no heart one wanted to be heart. Is heart in there? Heart's no. not there. Because it's not a thing. It's um, just a way to get the minorities into Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> Shittiest bloody gift. Uh, I'm going to toss this up between earth and air okay like i do let's I, discuss i like i like like greeny mountain vistas and things mm. like i said like you know the whole dead thing throw me in some bushes like like the idea of that yeah really do yeah really do you want it as your final resting place i don't even want like i don't even want to have like uh you know people want like a headstone or something mm-hmm. like I, I don't understand getting cremated and then putting you in like a garden like one of those like cemeteries that have those little plots for them. Like if I yep. want to get cremated, I want to get sprinkled somewhere nice, and that's the end of me. Like throw me back to earth, I can get back in, like help grow some trees or something. Yeah, yeah. Just actually, just throw my whole body in the bush. Okay. Like take me in a big helicopter. You heard it here first, everyone. Permission. So if I died, like get me in a helicopter, take me up to the mountains. Um, you got a visitor. There's a man and a lady that have been looking at the neighbor's roof for a long time, and he's just waved to me, and I think about to knock on your door. Well, we're busy. And he knows I'm here. <laughs> so, right, let's see who they are. Let's look on the camera. Um, we're busy. Like, we're, we're broadcasting. Well, I think so. Oh, it's, is it Mark? No. They were looking at the front unit. Go and answer it. Okay. Okay, we're back. It was, we're back. It was some sort of men in black yes. situation. I think they've been li- listening into on what we've been talking about. Yeah. Some sort of uh, wiretap of our devices. Yeah. Do the, we don't have wires anymore. No. We got wires from our headphones to the unit, but even that we could probably get Bluetooth. <laughs> um, um, so the question was: Long story short, we're still alive. 
we're yeah. not going to talk about hmm, hmm, hmm anymore. No, no, no. We've sort, of, <laughs> sort of given us uh, the stern word that, that that's an off-limits subject. But I'm going to give it 51 out of 51. Nice. So <laughs> Nice, whatever it was. We'll go from there. That's a good That's a good, that's a good. good score. So um, you were so drawn saying, to the... Yeah, this is why I'm torn between Earth and, 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 and Air. So Earth is, you know, if I die, just... Get me in a helicopter, so like there's the year part. Take me up into the mountains, just throw my body out the door. Okay. I'm keen for that. Deal. Like, no need for those cremation stuff. Because it's not great for the environment. But me decomposing in the mountains. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. What if you what if you polluted a river though? You would hate oh, that. I would hate that. What I if you what that. if you were like run off? I think I need, okay, I might need to have, <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. Okay, maybe we'll have a carefully plotted airdrop. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Um, Precision so, airdrop, but is that airdrop or is that an earth drop? Uh, You're using air or was, earth. So what was Operation Dumbo drop? Was that an airdrop or an earth drop? That was an airdrop. Okay, so we'll do that. Yeah. You're going to go with air. Yeah, we'll okay. go air. You are drawn to air. air for the good of the land. Do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? Is that how it goes? Yeah. Good. Um, the answers are... Well, no is the answer. In a young girl's heart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, in a young girl's heart. (laughs) Uh, Do you believe in magic? Yes. No. I need to see it to believe it. I believe in the supernatural. God damn it. Um, I believe in the supernatural. That's such a terrible answer for, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? (laughs) Scoop, scoop. What is your that? What is your what is your zodiac sign? Sagittarius. I knew that one straight away. Um, you realise you've said that on air, and now people will be able to um, get credit checks and stuff against you. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what you put in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're gonna know your credit score from that. Filling out a parcel application, date of birth, Sagittarius. He's such a Sagittarius. Um, if you had a super, what? If you had a superpower, what would it be? Isn't that what this quiz is for? I thought that's what the quiz is about. This is just going to tell you. just get to choose one. Okay. Oh no, maybe not. Paranormal power, I guess, is different to a superpower. This is weird. I guess, I guess, a superpower like being invisible is that a superpower or a paranormal power? Well, it's one of your options, so it's a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to be naked while I'm invisible? I'm not writing the rules here. Okay. Uh, telepathy, teleportation. Time travel, invisibility. Oh, shit. I'm going to... Okay, so I don't want to be invisible because I don't have to walk around naked. Um, <laughs> Which is a rule that you've put on this. Yeah, telepathy, I don't want that because I don't want to know what other people are thinking of me because that would just... I would, I, I would never enjoy my life. Wait. No, this is... You can read there. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah I don't... You've no. got a problem with knowing what people think of you. Yeah, like, you know, I like I like sort of these... Um, the, the polite white lies we tell to each other around how good yeah. we look in certain clothes. Yeah, good. But you told me I look good it today. It was a nice jacket you were wearing thank today, you, thank by you, the way. Thank and you. I mean it. Yeah, thank you. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. See, I'm not making it up. See, if I were deliberately, I'd know you'd be telling, <laughs> either telling porkies or you're being truthful. Uh, time travel. Oh, God, time travel's good. To me, time travel always just depends on which rules. Is it is it Terminator rules? Is it Back to the Future rules? So I'm going to go with teleportation because it's less complex in terms of the rules and less of a mind fudge. Nah, see, teleportation, you've... Because yeah, the Earth is moving through space. Are you moving in a different spot relative to the Earth or relative to the Earth's position in space? I'm just like, take space? me to Area 51. Go. 
Don't say it in front of money in the door, friggin' go. You want teleportation? You got it. <laughs> We're not here. <laughs> uh, how did you get these powers? So when you chose teleportation, how did you get these powers? Your options. I was born like this. Baby, I was born this way. I yeah. just woke up with them one day. I just woke up like that. I'm not allowed to say, or they were passed on to me. I like the passed on to me. What does that mean? Like, it feels like something mythical. You a got mythical, a voucher? You a got mythical, a book voucher? I'd say a mythical encounter has happened and they have been bestowed, bestowed, bestowed on me. Okay. What will you use your powers for? Survival? No. To earn money? No. To fight the darkness? Is the darkness a thing you can fight? fight? The Do they mean the band that believes can't in a thing called love? The, can't fight the moonlight. <laughs> no, the darkness believes in a thing yeah, called I love. Yeah, I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, so you're going to fight them. So, but I was thinking the moonlight because I was thinking of Leanne Rhymes. Rhymes? Rhymes. Rhymes. Rhymes? Like a poet rhymes. Rhymes. Or travel. Survival, to earn money, to fight the band called the darkness or travel well if it's tele- if, if, if so if it's telepathy uh, i mean teleportation then it's gonna be travel inherently well, it's travel that's why i want to go to the area <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get travel <laughs> based on this what is your worst trait this is oh, gonna, you're gonna find lots, this one easy there's lots of these <laughs> you're gonna the, the hard part for you will be narrowing I think it I'll down get, i think i've got yeah it's like i think they're all i'll, I'll, hit, a, I'll hit something in a category all here i tend to run away from my problems yeah i do that I can be selfish. I can do that. I do whatever I need to do to get ahead in life. I don't really do that because I'm too lazy. I am extremely secretive. No, I don't really take secrets. No. Uh, laziness. No, what's it? Laziness. That wasn't an option, but I like what you got. I like I was that like, you've la- added your I own. I was like, because I'm extremely lazy, it's to get ahead in life. And I was like, the lazy- laziness. I said it and I realized it wasn't an option. But then I was like, hey, I did say it. Maybe it's an option. <laughs> Um, to There's get no ahead. other please specify. This whole <laughs> fudging people over to get ahead in life is um, not something I do. No. So run away from your problems or selfish? Um, selfish. No, run away from problems. Sorry. Oh. I changed my mind. Okay. Are you, are you good? Is, it, is this a poorly editable uh, quiz? Yeah, it's poor, poor grammar. Are you good or bad? Good or bad. Good or bad. Good or bad. It depends on how I feel. A bit of both. Bad. Good. A bit of both. A bit of both. All right. What keeps you up at night? Don't ask. <laughs> Wait for the options. Okay. 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 I sleep just fine. Stress. Noise. Monsters. Uh, stress. If you were to own a weapon, which would it be? Holy water. <laughs> a knife. A gun. My fists. A uh, gun. Doesn't say $10 crowbar down here. <laughs> gun? Uh, gun? I'm actually thinking about getting You wouldn't a, own a gun. I'm thinking getting a gun. You wouldn't own a I'm gun. I'm thinking getting a gun for protection. <laughs> protection from what? <laughs> the Germans. <laughs> no. Uh, definitely a gun, though. I. Which of these supernatural... I'm, I'm rushing here because I've just... It's just occurred to me. I don't know how many more questions there are and I've got to pick up pizza in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, which, which of these supernatural creatures would you hate to encounter? Hellhound, Banshee, Vampire, Demon. What was that? A demon? Demon. 
Uh, let's go demon. Okay. It was a sign. Yeah, it was a God. sign. Yeah. How do you get out of a sticky situation? Wait for the options. <laughs> <laughs> lie, lie, lie. And it's probably me. Bribe. No. Run away. No. Talk my way out of it. That's different. That's all way out of it. Yeah. It's it's a combination of lying and talking my way out of it. <laughs> Which supernatural character would you like to team up with? Do they mean like? I'm going to give you the options, and I guess you just choose one. Okay. Sam, Dean, Bobby, or Castile? Let's go Castile. It sounds way more fun. I knew you would. <laughs> There's no way that the Tony Sam, I know Bobby is choosing Dean. Sam, Bobby, or Dean when there's a Castile on offer. <laughs> yeah. As soon as Castile was on the table, I was all over him. If, if your power was discovered, which country would you escape to? Cambodia, Alaska, Peru, Martin, Martink. Martinique, I think it is. Okay. Um, well, this is my country, but <laughs> it's the United States. But I like mountains, you know. And if I die there, they can throw me easily in a mountain forest. So let's do that, Alaska. What? Alaska. Even though it's not a country. Not a country. How would you describe yourself? Intelligent, outgoing, creative, misunderstood. Probably outgoing. Which of these movies have you seen? The Conjuring, Poltergeist, Paranormal Activity, and Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghost- You're having to choose one, so depend- uh, which one you saw first, maybe? <laughs> Ghostbusters, then it's been the longest. You've seen all four of them, then which one do you choose? That's a fuck up. What's your, ge- what's your dream job? Working for the FBI, pilot, engineer, teacher. Pilot. Clearly pilot. Why do we have to ask? <laughs> What colour clothing do you like to wear? Red, orange, purple, or black? Um, the other... Red, red orange, orange, purple, or black? Black, the other colours are terrible clothes. I'm glad I'm not wearing any of them then. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awkward if I was wearing a purple t-shirt. Now you're wearing black, and I'm wearing black and blue, so... Mm. But if you had chosen... If, you, if, if I was wearing an orange t-shirt, and you're like, the other colours are horrible. <laughs> do you have many friends? One is all I need... Oh. <laughs> yes, no, or no, but I do have an amazing family. Uh, yes. Turn it up. What do you like to drink? Gin, vodka, whiskey, beer? Uh, whiskey. What do you do in your free time? Meditate, read, daydream, go to a new place? Uh, let's go read, because I'm I think read. Let's book club. Let's book club. You're the leader of a book club. Yeah. Which of these things would you learn leader, how to do? Reader. Play an instrument, CPR, no, cook, no. or speak another language. Speak another language. Okay. <laughs> what is your favourite season? Oh, I can answer this one. Autumn. Autumn. It's <laughs> because you, you go on about it. <laughs> Which of these animals is your spirit animal? Owl, snake, cat, or fox? Wow, snake. It's Snakes spooky. in there. Uh, Trouser owl, or otherwise? <laughs> Trouser, snake. Yeah, owl, snake, bear, or fox? <laughs> cat or fox. I like foxes. They're cool. How do you get around? This is, is this, this quiz. Is so this long. ever end? This is so How long. How do I get around? I have a car. Plane, car, don't want to say, on foot. Well, all of those things. How do you get around? I say, don't want to say then, because there's other options. How do you get around? Like, don't want to say. Which of these TV shows reminds you of your life? This is just endurance. But I've already chosen my superpower. Penny Dreadful, the original Supernatural Shadowhunters. I don't know any of them. them. You're going with Penny Dreadful. (laughs) 
Nah, actually... Goes Supernatural. Supernatural, I think, is the one that um, that Sajal 18 said was most accurate to real... Oh, okay, definitely then. On a scale of 1 to 10, how weird are you? 3, 9, 5, or 7? So it's a scale of 5 to 9. <laughs> 3 to 9, and you can only choose 5 and 7 in between. Let's go 7 then. <laughs> how fucking weird is that scale? <laughs> um okay here we go calculating your results and by the way 50 percent off swan plants now 249 at finish 30 <laughs> percent off daily is now do we have time to get each. some when does it finish view my quiz results you got by location <laughs> what <laughs> you got what? the lamest thing after what? all that what what by location your paranormal power would be by location <laughs> Does it can be somewhere at twice? Two places at once. Not only is this one of the rarest paranormal abilities, it's also one of the lamest. <laughs> this is one of the coolest. Because this power is so rare, it's something that you have to see to believe. Uh, it's like getting fucking hot <laughs> when you join the Planeteers, is what you've given me. Not only can you do all of your shopping and take care of your kids. Oh, that's not, that sucks. You can also multitask at work. So you can work for the man twice, I so, guess. Yeah, so I'm not, in, I mean, I don't enjoy doing lots of, I mean, corporate corporate life sucks enough without having to do, having to do it <laughs> double, do twice the job. amount. And then the other thing that was the shopping, you know, and I'm famously, I don't do a big shop. Never done a big shop. You don't do big shops. Famously, I've never done a big shop. And I don't have any kids. So what the fuck is this power worth to me? <laughs> what could you do with that? You could be both the driver and passenger. <laughs> <laughs> in that plane or car I'll, I'll give you that that's actually what we could do for it'd be quite handy because you could have you go out for a night drinking and one of you could drive well but one of you was, you could, you'd still both be drunk though wouldn't you I think so could one of you be sober and not could, as one of you could one, one of, of you be stay, well, one, mal, of, one of you could be malnourished and the yeah. other one could be fine yeah like what if you get cancer do both of you get cancer does one of you get cancer and die and then you just have to live by yourself as a normal person because you're other by <laughs> well it's, it's twins essentially that's that's just twins we're getting confused between twins and yeah, by location you're probably right so okay. one of you could be dan Aykroyd. <laughs> no what's his name the short guy dan devito dan devito and yeah. the other one can be arnie arnie yeah yeah maybe they, sh- they should add that to the quiz question <laughs> in the movie twins <laughs> Okay, right. um, underwhelming, but it's still fun. Thank you. Worth the journey. Yeah, it was. Life's about the journey. That's what I learned during Until that quiz. Until they throw you off a helicopter into a mountain. And on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next time. I assume we'll be next week. I'm good for next week. I'm good for it, next week. Point, though. As of right now, I'm good for next yeah. week. But I think I was good for last you week and possibly the one before. Wow. Until it happened. Until it happened. On that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights and Sky Podcast. Join us next week. Doodly!